Good morning and welcome to the Jesuit Institute Hour here on Radio Veritas. My name is Frances Correa and I'm going to be with you for the next hour. We're going to begin today by just touching in with Ivashni from the Black Sash, who we spoke to last week, um, and we're just touching in again to talk to her about the Constitutional Court uh, judgment and the Black Sash's delight, I think, uh, post that judgment, everything that they asked for, they, they got in the judgment and more, and just what the Black Sash feels about that. So that for me is an important point to just pick up on again. And then we're going to spend some time chatting with Father Anthony Egan and Puleng Matsuneng, both of them from the Jesuit Institute. We're going to be talking to them a little bit about uh, the celebration of March the 21st that we've just had, the celebration of Sharpful Day, now renamed uh, as our public holiday Human Rights Day, and just talking a little bit about both what happened on the day, but also about what people, particularly perhaps what people in Sharpful, might be thinking about the celebration at the current moment today. And then finally, we'll be listening to some music and you know, we'll have a little bit of closing prayer at the end. So we're going to turn now to talk to Ivashni Naidu from the Black Sash. So good morning, Ivashni, and welcome to Radio Veritas. Thank you so much for having us. It's actually a pleasure for us to be on. Excellent. So you must be so delighted about last week's ruling in Concord. Oh, my word. I, I don't think we've stopped celebrating. I don't think we've stopped smiling. Um, I think we're also heaving huge sighs of relief that it actually did go in our favor. And also that um, all of the relief that we requested has actually been granted. It's, it's an amazing victory for the Black Sash and for South Africa, and particularly, of course, for the people who are receiving their grants and whose grants will not be interrupted. And who also, um, who it looks like going forwards, there's going to be much more oversight and that there, there really is going to be accountability when it comes to the grant process. So congratulations. That, that's just, it's an amazing, amazing victory. Um, I, I think it's an epic victory in our country and especially for constitutional democracy and the fact that we, as civil society, actually could make the voices of the voiceless heard and give them a space to actually ease their fears and, and to create security for them, as you say, going forward. And also for the Constitutional Court to have taken this matter so seriously and also to be so concerned about the fact that more oversight needs to happen with regard to issues that affect the welfare of South Africans. However, we are disappointed that we had to take it to the Constitutional Court Absolutely. and that there was such scathing judgment around the executive and, and their lack of um, you know, taking on the roles that they are tasked to do. But um, just in the, in the sense that the Constitutional Court takes the issue seriously, makes us as South Africans, as civil society, aware of the fact that there are still options and justice still can prevail in South Africa. No, oh, it's it's that's it's a it's, it's for me a real sign of the the strength of our democracy that the Constitutional Court was able to act so strongly and that it was able to act in response to an organization like yourselves from civil society saying this is a problem with government, government is not meeting um, its, its responsibilities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In fact, its, its incompetence is failing to do what it's constitutionally said it will do. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, it's a, it's a brilliant victory. Mm -hmm. And I'm also very struck that um, the Constitutional Court has asked the Minister to provide reasons why she should not be held responsible for the costs. And that must be a, uh, that must also be kind of quite important for you that 
that they're they're holding the minister responsible in mm -hmm. a way that the black sash I think couldn't, but that the constitutional mm -hmm. court can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I think you know th those people that did follow the uh, the, the court case on the uh, Wednesday, the fifteenth, as well as the judgment on the seventeenth, would have realised that the constitutional court was very upset and very angry at at the fact uh, at the fact that this matter actually came before them. And I think the reason why they're holding the person minister personally liable is to show their frustration at the fact that this matter actually had to appear before them. And as you say, the the, the black flesh doesn't want to get involved in political issues. Um, that are happening. But um, the fact that the Constitutional Court is, is, is saying that the minister should be held personally liable says a lot about what they feel about who is ultimately responsible for this emergency situation mm -hmm. and that they should create some way to hold her accountable for mm -hmm. this because the state seems to not be holding her accountable. No, no it's, it's a, it's, I, I just, I feel that you've, you've handled this very well. I, You've achieved your aim, which is to protect the most vulnerable people in the country, to protect them immediately come the 1st of April, but also in the future to protect them. I'm also struck by some of the other reactions of other kinds of civil uh, groups. I'm struck by Alan Gray's quick statements about their kind of withdrawing any responsibility going forward, at any rate, for making money off the poorest of the poor. Um, I think that's... And I think some of the... Uh, the country's anger, but also internationally for mm. big financial uh, institutions like Alan Gray to, to actually see that a constitutional court ruling that really goes against them, even if they don't come up particularly mm. in it, mm. is not mm. going to be good for their publicity going mm. forwards. Mm. So, again, a kind of a real sense of this is what we want to see in our democracy. This mm. is this kind of openness and transparency. Mm. So well done. Oh, thank you so much. I think, you know, with Alan Gray, a lot of people didn't realize that they were actually shareholders to NetOne, which mm. is the parent company of CPS. Mm. And I think Alan Gray himself didn't realize the backlash that was coming out of that relationship because of all the other information that has subsequently come out since the 15th of March around personal data issues, around marketing of products, etc., and also about the Constitutional Court's judgment that the uh, you know the company should not be making a profit out of the social welfare of beneficiaries, Absolutely. either from the contract with government or from the beneficiaries themselves. Yeah. So I think the fact that Alan Day plays on an international platform shows them um, you know just what their corporate social responsibility is in terms of social justice. So we're also thankful that they're actually um, wanting to take steps and are coming out strongly in favour of social justice. Yes, oh, it's, I mean, it's, their statement is excellent mm -hmm. and one hopes that it all gets put in place and mm -hmm, I, I'm mm -hmm. assuming it's going to, but mm -hmm. I think, I think it, was, it was a real moment of victory uh, really for those who are on the side of the poor, for those who mm -hmm. are on the side of justice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, it was an opportunity for us as the Black Sash to get those voices into the Constitutional Court. I mean, many of the people would have seen the pictures or the live broadcast that it was not just the black flesh standing there. We made sure we brought our beneficiaries forward mm. so they themselves could express what the impact of, of this kind of a contract would have on them, what the impact would be if, if grants were not paid come the 1st of April, for them to also see justice happening, you know, for, for yes. them to see it live themselves. I mean, many people, myself included, would have never had the opportunity to go to the Constitutional Court. Mm. But in this way, we got to share justice across with, with all those that are affected. And I think it, it speaks a lot to the democracy that we live in, that this can still happen. It's, a, it's an excellent, excellent thing that you have achieved. And 
and I have a real sense of the Black Sash really taking ownership of your being a grassroots organization who, who, you know, throughout your history have been at the service of women and children, who have been looking at misuses of, of um, power. And, and this is really, for me, this is another uh, watershed moment in the Black Sash's history, oh, really. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, we, as, as colleagues, we've just all been talking about how do we use this to make sure that, you know, this momentum can be kept up, that other civil society organizations also continue to use these kind of strategies in, in order to make their human rights real in the organizations and, and in the communities that they work with. Because, you know, and they we're, we're a grassroots organization, but the Black Sash does not do this alone. We work in partnership across the country with civil, other civil society organizations with other, with other um, CBO partners, etc. And this is the only way that we can do what we do. We don't work in isolation because one little organization, irrespective of the reputation we have, can't do it on our own. And, and, and even on Friday, um, as you saw, we had beneficiaries present there. That we didn't do on our own. We did it in partnership with our other community partners who rallied members and who brought beneficiaries forward because of the impact that this is going to have on all their lives. And that's what we're trying to say. If, if if we can do something like this together, how much more we can do going forward? You know, this cuts across race, religion, caste, social status, etc. It affected everybody living in South Africa. And the fact that everybody rallied behind us shows what we in this country can do, what we can achieve, and what we can conquer. Mm. That's a, a very powerful call for unity. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. So I think just as you're speaking, I mean, Again, I, I, have, I, have, I have the words of Pope Francis, so this is a, a Catholic radio station, but I have Pope Francis's words really ringing in my head. And, and in the last, throughout the season of Lent, he's really been calling us to, to be on the side of the poor, to be on the side of justice, mm -hmm. to be on the side of rest, restitution, really. Mm -hmm. um, and there is, for me, a real sense that what you're talking about now of... of mm, a unified sense of different civil society organizations, of different ordinary people, really working together in order to build the country that we want. That's essentially mm -hmm. what you're saying. Absolutely. And to hold government accountable to, to really fulfilling the promises that they have made in the mm -hmm. Constitution mm -hmm. for building a new South Africa, for building a South Africa where human dignity is taken seriously mm. for all people. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think that's what we showed at the Black Sash. I mean, when, once we launched our application, um, Freedom Under Law um, came in, Corruption Watch uh, applied to be an amicus. There were also other parties who wanted to come in, but because of the short notices in terms of, of the filing uh, and because of the emergency of the situation, mm. the fact that the court matter was heard so quickly, you know, people started getting involved, people started taking notice. Um, you know, civil society, other government departments, other stakeholders. So it seems that it, it just needs some kind of momentum, and obviously somebody needs to lead. Uh, but, but together, we can. So in the midst of... I, I often hear people complaining about uh, how depressing they find the country's situation, and, mm -hmm. and I, just, I just feel that what you've done is a real sign of how... If we take action, things can change. So, so really, congratulations. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the support. And, uh, yeah, and keep up the good work. And we, we look forward to hearing about what next the Black Sash undertakes to do. <laughs> I think 
of luxury to take a moment to calm down <laughs> and then take other things forward now as we go. But, but just in closing to say that um, obviously the Black Flash is going to monitor the implementation yeah. of this contract going forward and we will monitor um, what infrastructure and what methods um, SASA is taking to ensure that either it insources come the year that's up or that, um, you know, what tenders is going to put in place. We, we obviously are going to be monitoring this space very closely. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your monitoring that you have done in the past, and we, we rely on yourself and other organizations like you to continue to monitor what's happening at a grassroots level and to speak for those who find it difficult to have their own voice in the public sphere. Absolutely. So thank you very much for your work. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank God bless. You. Thanks. Bye. Bye.